You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 114 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Retired Racehorse Project and New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Well, we did it. The RRP Thoroughbred Makeover and National Symposium has concluded for the year. We made it. We survived. And in this episode, we'll be sharing a recap of the event for all you listeners who couldn't make it. You'll hear a few different interviews from some of the competitors, including Justine Griffin from Heels Down Happy Hour. And we'll have a final hurrah with our Making the Makeover riders. We'll wrap with a training tip and adoptable horse from Leandra Cooper from New Vocations. Stay tuned. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Joy Orr, Detroit, Michigan. And this is Kristen Kovach-Bentley in Jamestown, New York, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. So Kristen, what kind of wine are you drinking tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it is um, what my old mentor used to affectionately call a juice box, which is just boxed wine. Oh, I it's, love it's boxed nice. wine. It's, it's a nice uh, I think it's a cab. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yes. I'm drinking um, 14 Hands Hot to Trot. It's mm. what I always have before and after a show. That's nice. This was originally purpose uh, uh, purchased, I think, for cooking purposes, but I have repurposed it. So, hey, hey, you're doing what you got to do. So, just yes, there. <laughs> for everyone listening, um, we aren't we aren't not past uh soberism yet. We'll see by the end of the episode. What? Uh, Are you sure? Oh, uh, listen, I can only speak for myself. I can't. Right. So the way you worded it, I was like, what are we where? What? That's I know. Fine. I was like, can I say drunk on the show? Mm, I don't know. I guess I George will cut it out later if I can. He'll either bleep it or he won't. Just we'll add a out. Winnie in there. That sounds great. Um <laughs> But we are we are definitely having a celebratory drink after getting through another year of the makeover, which isn't as much work for me. Although I felt like it was more work for me this year. I got uh, wrangled into doing some things at the makeover I haven't had a chance to do before, but it was a lot of fun. Kristen, I don't know how you do it. I swear you're always on like one end of the makeover, like at one side of the horse park, then you're on another side, then you're another side. And I'm pretty sure you're like Hermione Granger with like the time traveler device. Oh, that would make my life so much easier at the makeover. No, I'm just I just saying, have a that's really the illusion good... you give to me. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> no, it's just a really good golf cart. And I think back to when I used to try to do the makeover without a golf cart and I laugh. I don't know how I ever got it done. So. So I just feel like that golf cart brand one should sponsor our show. Um, And two, I don't, I need to know the sneakers you were wearing before that because they must've held up for you or they didn't. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I did? I wore my cowboy boots all week. Yeah. So if they will hold up for ranching, they will hold up for the makeover. So. Well, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had a really good makeover. And remember last year? Well, of course you remember because you probably will remember it forever because I've scarred you deeply. I was like not very nice to you in 2020. I know you you, like told all the listeners you were mean to me. (laughs) I was. I wanted to own the fact and repent for the following year. And we had a much more fun time this year. Yes, sure. you actually got to be social, which was your big I goal. Did. You got to come to the listener meetup, which 
Oh my gosh. So many of you came out, which was amazing. I really loved that. And what I also love, there were several listeners who came up to and like just introduced themselves and said like they came to the makeover because they listened to the show or they've always wanted to meet us because since they started listening and I like that took me off guard. Um, but it was very appreciated to know that someone's listening and it's not just Kristen and I talking to ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> screaming into the void every day. No, yeah. seriously, that was like one of my favorite experiences this year and I did not anticipate it at all. No. And the number of people who were just were like, oh my God, hey, I listened to the show and I love it. Like it truthfully like really made our days. Like we it cannot did. like over exaggerate like how much that like really kept us going for the whole makeover. So it was awesome. So thank I you. I may very have much. cried a little bit. I cried and a little bit in like, the car for the first day. It was like we oh did it. God, we, have we made it. <laughs> we have so, friends. Yeah. I know. It was awesome. So thank I know. you all. Thanks, and if you ever think like, oh, that's creepy, I shouldn't do that. Absolutely do do that. I'd like, I mean, you know, you can make it creepy. Not that I'm inviting you to do that. You can make it creepy if you want to, but we didn't find it creepy at all. We loved it. No, we really, yes, it was definitely um, much appreciated. We love knowing that you listen and it helps us keep going and want to make more content, get more creative. So we, it's, it's all appreciated. Um, and the listener meetup was super fun because we partnered with Heels Down Happy Hour for that one. And we had a really nice turnout. And it was nice because there was also beer. Like I have to say the Barrels and Brew event, I thought was a pretty successful thing. Really, really fun. Yeah. I ran into um, one of my... Well, I used to actually show under him when he would judge me um, and then got to know him more as a colleague. But anyway, he was judging the ranch work and he came shuffling around the corner and I was like, oh, Mike, you got a beer. And he was like, cheers. You know, so even the judges were getting into it, which I think is really fun. You know, like off duty, the judges stuck around to grab a beer and watch the barrel racing. So really. Uh, I love that. And I have to say, Zach was super excited this year. So last year was his first makeover ever. And he just kind of like followed me around did whatever I asked him to do to help me because I didn't have Kristen last year. Um, I didn't really have you this year either. But <laughs> yes, you didn't really have me this year either. But the nice thing is I had help last year, which <laughs> in the past I have, I've been by myself. So it was nice to have somebody. And uh, he actually built like a little pod cart this year, which was fun to put all our stuff in attached to our bikes. But coming this year, he actually had like a sense of what was going on. And he actually started riding lessons and seeing you and August. Um, so he knew he has a little bit more horse sense. Is is he like fully knowledgeable? No, but he has enough horse sense to kind of pick up what's going on. And I love that he started like a bromance with Claire's husband, Tom. Oh, Tom's a um, ball. Oh my gosh. They're like already planning like some cooking class for the next makeover that competitors can take. Part. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's other conversations happening and I'm like, sir, you have to like get this approved like there are proper channels he's like it's gonna be fine so i'll get i'll green light whatever it is he can knock he's trying to get like a celebrity-esque chef to come do a cooking class as part of our activity i don't quite see the tie-in yet but i i have faith it's gonna happen it's gonna i think he just wants to do it for fun he just wants to be involved i love that he just wants to participate and i think it's cute so when he gets that pie truck going man he is there like he's there He's got a yeah. spot reserved with his name on it. I told like, him. We're ready to go. I told him. But the point is, um, if you're worried if your significant other isn't going to have fun, wrong. They will still have fun. They will there find plenty to do. Yep. Plenty to do. And I also sent him out on a bourbon tour with my student's dad. So he would be a little bit looser with his money while we went horse shopping for her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they'll have fun if you send them out on their own. <laughs> and even if they can't come, like Eric couldn't 
com- he's actually he's never been able to get to a makeover first of all because someone's got to feed all the animals still here at home but yeah. he watched most of the live stream and it was really fun to kind of like i was watching it live he was watching the live stream and we kind of like just texted all day about like oh that horse is really cool i like this and, you know especially when the ranch work horses came out because then eric's like oh man like that was a really good move i love that you know so it was it was very fun to still be able to enjoy the makeover together even though we were hundreds of miles apart so oh, make sure that's a good you, point uh, too Hop on that live stream, folks, next year. The recording is now up on the RRP's YouTube channel. So if you missed it, take it. I know it. there's a couple of freestyles I want to see. I really love Rachel Ramsey's freestyle, the Indiana that was Jones. So good. I love that one. So good. Um, I know there's a couple other good ones out there. There's some really good rides. Like the biggest thing I had to say is the horsemanship this year. It's always pretty good, but I think it was the first year that I noticed it just felt stellar. Like the, the competitors who were there were helping each other being kind to their horses, just really praising them through. I know there was a moment, I think it was this ranch work um, where a competitor's horse didn't want to go in and the competitor before them came back and led that horse in to give them some confidence. And like, that's, that's what this whole show is about. You know, it's, it's was really amazing to see. So I know we have a couple interviews to jump into and just covering a couple different perspectives. If we try to do them all, um, you'll be listening until Christmas. I wish I could get them all, <laughs> but we'll give you a couple highlights from a couple different people that we got to connect with. I apologize in advance. A lot of it is me because Kristen had to go do other things. I tried. I contributed one conversation today. You did. Which is- you did. And that was a big goal for you too. So thank you for that. <laughs> setting the bar high for next year we're aiming for two (laughs) in case everyone thinks i'm a slacker i'm just gonna put out there that usually i would get to the horse park right at 7 a.m because the sun comes up a little later in kentucky than it does in new york because we're further west so i had to get there to catch sunrise and usually i think the latest night actually i did way better this year the latest night i stopped working at 1 a.m so yeah Kristen is constantly working. I try not to bother her during the makeover. So I say all this in good fun. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I did manage to carve out a lovely conversation with one of our longest standing volunteers. And it was really fun. It was really nice to connect with her. So I hope you all enjoy it. Yes. Super excited. Lots of good things to come. Before we jump in, we're going to hear a quick message from our premier sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutritional Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Horses that are ridden regularly or those that live in hot, humid climates may lose more electrolytes than their bodies are capable of replacing with a normal diet. In these instances, it is necessary to replenish lost electrolytes and keep your horse drinking. Summer Games Electrolyte replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. Summer Games was developed for the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. Trust Summer Games Electrolyte to protect your horse when the going gets hot. 
To learn more, visit kppusa.com. Got questions about your feeding program? We can help. Email Karen at questions at kppusa.com or call us at 859-873-2974. Well, I know we're going to be talking to new vocations later on for our training tip and adoptable horse segment, but Chris and I was really excited to do this first interview. It was with Bridget Holleran, and she actually works more with the standard breads at New Vocations, but she entered a horse this year in the thoroughbred makeover. So I hope you all really enjoy this quick little interview with Bridget. Well, I'm really excited for our next guest here. I am with Bridget. Bridget, how do you pronounce your last name? Holleran. Holleran. That's a fun last name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bridget Holleran. And what's fun is she works with New Vocation. She works with Winnie Morgan Nemeth, who you've heard many times on the show and our standard bread division of New Vocations. But today she's competing at the Thoroughbred Makeover. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your horse. Well, yes, as you said, I'm with New Vocations. I've worked with them since uh, 2014. And while I currently ride standard breads for them, I did start with their thoroughbreds in the old Marysville facility. And I have worked with thoroughbreds since I was a kid. Um, Did a lot of hunter jumpers with them as well. And um, I started riding ranch horses when I was in college and thought, what a fun way to introduce the ranch horse world to thoroughbreds by doing the makeover. So we have, um, that's why I'm me, who we affectionately call Shorty, because she is teeny. She is my tiny spicy peanut. (laughs) And we are here doing the ranch division of the makeover. I love that. I feel like we don't get enough um, ranch horses on the show. Kristen and I really try. We really do reach out. We just need more people to call us back. But... But she is a shorty, but she is so cute. How tall is she? She is 15 hands even, but she kind of has a big wither. So she isn't really 15 hands. No. That's okay. My horse is like that too. We say, we give her a 15 three, but she's probably like 15 two. Really. She'll take every inch that she can get. Yes. <laughs> yes. But she, I'm a fan of a chestnut mare every time. She is super cute. And right now we're sitting out here. She's looking like she's ready to take her mid-morning nap. Has she competed today? No, we did all of our events yesterday. Okay. And tell us how that went for you, because you were in trail, I know. Mm -hmm. We did our ranch pattern, uh, the dry work, and we did our ranch trail pattern yesterday. And while she was a little nervous about some of the ranch trail obstacles, namely the log drag, we just haven't made friends with that. I mean, that's scary for any horse, though. (laughs) (laughs) She did go in and complete every task that she was given. And I think we ended up sitting um, 11th at the end of the day yesterday. So I was very happy with the way that she performed. You know, the makeover is such a unique event you don't know how it's going to end up when you start. Every horse has their own training timeline and some of them may fit perfectly into that 10 month time frame, and some of them might just need more time. Mm-hmm. And she's grown so much since I got her and started working with her and I, I couldn't be more pleased. So it's not all about the ribbons and the placings here. It's it's watching the progress. Exactly. And that's really what we talk about on the show all the time. It's, it's really just one step of a longer journey for them. Um, how old is she? She is a five-year-old. She's a five-year-old. Okay, so she's quite young. And she's got the sweetest face. Like, <laughs> she's one that's going to probably forever look young, which is a nice thing. She's so petite. Yeah, yes. she's just... she's. Like I said, my spicy little peanut. <laughs> I know. I love how she's picking up your your chair here and trying to play with it. <laughs> Definitely a lot of personality. And 
Is she be up for adoption after this? So actually, I have a client in-house at my training facility at home who has been helping me work with Shorty as we've started this journey to the makeover. And she fell in love with her and is actually going to be taking her as her step-up horse for mounted shooting. We introduced Shorty to mounted shooting along this journey as well. And she did not bat an eye at the guns or the balloons or the barrels or anything like that. So her new person, Reagan, is really looking forward to setting foot into the mounted shooting arena next year. I mean, I feel like we need to get Reagan on the podcast and her journey of bringing a thoroughbred because that goes against every stereotype for an off the track. I know. And I love it so much. And what I'm really, really hoping is that as they go to their shoots and she gets to tell people that she is in fact a thoroughbred Mm -hmm. and she does have a thoroughbred that is shooting and that works cows that more people will be interested in having an off the track horse for some of these different endeavors in the Western world that they wouldn't normally look to a thoroughbred for. Absolutely. Well, there were a couple obstacles that you had to overcome. I know we talked about the log. What was her favorite obstacle? Her favorite obstacle was the cattle pen. She immediately took to cattle when we first started working them. She absolutely loves that. That is her favorite part of the day. We opened the gate, went in. Uh, I was very happy because the cows were blocking the gate out. So we got to push them around the pen. She did not want to stop pushing them around the pen and leave. (laughs) But uh, cattle will always and forever be uh, her favorite part of this. I love that. So for all of you listeners who are, you know, thinking about an off the track as their Western horse... You know, I think Shorty's a great ambassador for the Western Horse Division for Off the Track. So definitely reach out to Bridget, learn more about that. And I know you typically are working with standard breads too. What has been the biggest transition getting a thoroughbred ready for an event like this versus getting a standard bread ready? The standard breads have seen so much. I, I don't know that a lot of the public knows the difference in the way that thoroughbreds race versus the way standard breads race. Standard breads haul into the track every single time that they run versus thoroughbreds who tend to stable where they're racing um, and then just move for different meets. Um, so she had not necessarily seen a lot of things or been hauled a whole lot. Uh, she was a little leery about this idea of just hopping on a trailer all the time. Like, why are we moving so much? <laughs> but has definitely gotten over that. Um, and, you know, likewise, just settling into a new stall every you know, weekend or every couple of weekends um, and realizing that it's not necessarily a big deal to move around so much. And we've just taken her along with us pretty much everywhere we've gone, just even just to hang out sometimes. So, Oh, I love it. Well, it sounds like Shorty has got a great adventure ahead of her in a very Western division. We can't (laughs) wait to follow it. Where can listeners follow you, Bridget, and learn more about you? They could follow me on uh, any of my social media, which is Instagram and uh, Facebook, just Bridget Holler and just like nothing fancy. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. And of course, Bridget does work at New Vocations too. So you can always reach out to New Vocations if you have questions about a Western Mount. Yes. We always have some nice little short stout thoroughbreds that are available that might get overlooked for the English disciplines because they are on the smaller side, but they make great Western horses. Love it. Well, thanks for being on the show, Bridget. And best of luck as we reach the finale. Thank you. 
So this next interview that I picked up at the makeover was with a competing team. It was a silver dollar team. They competed in the freestyle and had a really unique routine that I've never seen at the Thoroughbred Makeover. And Kristen, I don't know if you've seen anything quite like it either, um, but they had a night at the round table type of theme with jousting. So hear about how they trained their thoroughbred for jousting because it amazed me. Well, this was certainly a fun surprise to run into at the makeover this year. I am with the Silver Dollar team. I'll have you pass the mic around and introduce yourselves. I'm Paul Adams. I'm Sam Gouvain. I'm Katie Bunka. And I'm Nick Jacoby. Well, I have to say, what drew me to you is the fact that we are in medieval times. We're at the makeover in a med- medieval times. So I'm taking you just finished the freestyle. Huzzah. Huzzah. I love it. Tell us a little bit about your routine and your horses. So our horse Midtown, he is a off the track thoroughbred. Um, We got him about a year ago and we started training him and Sam how to joust at the same exact time. That doesn't seem dangerous at all. No, it was totally fine. (laughs) Luckily, we had Paul, who is a very seasoned professional at jousting, to help encourage us and teach us how to huzzah. Um, Midtown, we call him Cliff. Um, he's five years old and he's the bee's knees. We absolutely adore him. Um, we are very grateful with how far he's come in his training and we're really excited for this young horse's future. I love that. So Paul, how did you get to jousting? (laughs) It's a, it's a a long, uh, torried story that probably shouldn't be shared on the air. (laughs) Um, but one of the great things that we're doing here is really showing one of the most extreme things a horse can do and showing it a five-year-old can do it safely, happily, and he doesn't care that things are running at him. Okay. I would say that's opposite for most thoroughbreds. When yes. you think about the racetrack, they're all running together in the same direction. Without it, it, is, it is the exact horse. opposite of every <laughs> horse's natural tendencies. Because yeah. every horse wants to travel and run together away from danger. And then what we're teaching them to do is run towards each other. Gotcha. So Sam, did you know you were going to get signed up for jousting? Uh, no. <laughs> um they just started throwing a joust at me and then a horse and then a sword i signed up for show jumping and you're like am i like oh you actually need to learn how to joust also okay let's do it so you're a show jumper normally (laughs) yes and then they were like yeah we'll get why might as well do this also i i love that so did you also compete in show jumpers too we did yep yep okay Mm -hmm. so how did you take a a show jumping horse at a five-year-old at that Mm -hmm. and teach him jousting's cool uh, I mean, it was great. I, th- I feel like uh, he w- became such a great show jumper because we started teaching him how to joust. Yeah, I think we'll teach all our babies how to do that because he goes into the show ring. He's like, this is this is nothing. Oh, my you- God. <laughs> Usually I'm running out of horse with full of gear and getting hit by sticks. Not the horse, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so it was fantastic. <laughs> I love that. So, Paul, how do you take a, a five-year-old and introduce them to jousting? Um, like any other horse, it's just time and repetition. We slowly get used to one thing. All right. That's not going to hurt me. Then we slowly get used to something else. Okay, that's not going to hurt me. And it's just time and keep on doing the same thing and realizing like, hey, this is just weird stuff happening because they're insane and they'll keep going, but nothing will harm me in the process. I love that. And that's true. I mean, I think there's a lot of things and I mean, we make fun of them all the time. The rock that's there every day that wants to eat them or the tree or the shadow. Everything's scary, but this... There's a lot of trust involved mm-hmm. for sure. So how did you land on a jousting routine? Whose idea was that? Uh, mostly mine. Uh, 
What movie so, did you watch before Paul this? keeps his horse at our farm, <laughs> and we were heavily inspired. And then upon speaking to our sponsors, Coat Defense, Blue Seal, M&M Farms, and Our Farm Farrier, uh, we added Roundtable Productions as a sponsor wow. to help us get all the gear. And we just thought it would be, uh, excuse my French, freaking cool um, to bring that here and show everyone that these thoroughbreds, they can joust just as well as any other horse out there i was gonna say like what horses are typically doing is more like a so riley riley is our um superstar he is a thoroughbred percheron cross and a lot of them have mostly draft crosses some quarter horses um hadley's a thoroughbred so we we have some thoroughbreds too in his joust program Mm -hmm. but no five-year-olds so five-year-olds okay (laughs) okay and overall how do you think your performance went i think our performance went really well for our first time ever doing a freestyle and she's show jumper i'm dressage queen it was a lot of fun um we definitely got the crowd going and i think that overall we really we were able to showcase our horse to where he is in this moment in this environment and cliff's the winner midtown's the winner he's Huzzah. Love that. Huzzah. I, I have to say, in the years I've gotten to work with RRP, I've never seen jousting here. So I'm sure that was something new and exciting for the judges. We had to get a lot of uh, email permissions um, because of weapons and who, killing. Who rules, you know? Yeah. Like suggestions <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Guidelines. <laughs> Guidelines. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, if people want to learn more about the work that you do, where can they reach out to you? I will let Paul tell us where they can reach out to his production company. Um, the best way to get a hold of us is usually uh, roundtable.productions or uh, through the Facebook, the Book of Face, um, Roundtable Productions. And yeah, we do shows all over the country, clinics, bomb-proven clinics, desensitization, and then teach people like, hey, here's some of the things you have. And at the end of the clinic, we put on a full show. I love that. Well, thank you all so much. And oh, I know the question I forgot to ask. Where did you find our horse? Where did you adopt him through? So in college, I interned at a thoroughbred breeding farm, Arrowwood, um, in York Springs, Pennsylvania. And by interning there, I learned which mares I liked. And I put dibs on certain mares when their babies would come off the track. Um, So we got the call last May, probably, that uh, Midtown was going to be retired. Um, And I adore his granddam. So they called me and they said, we see you have a shoddy on the sheet here um would you like to come and meet him and we said we don't need to meet him just drop him off oh i love that so thank you guys so much for being a part of retired racers radio best of luck as they're finalizing and hope to see you in the finale (laughs) thank you thank you Huzzah! i'm here with tony from cashel you all know it from the ads you hear all the time on this show but i we're at the trade show and this is the point of time in the year where we find out what's new coming out. So what's Cash will have new coming out? Oh, we've got a, a great lineup of uh, 32, 34 wool top pads. So uh, t- describe them. Uh, five different colors, real vibrant, bright, sharp looking pads. What, are the, what makes them different? Uh, well, it's the fill. The, the, the wool felt on the inside is a natural felt. And the fleece on the bottom is a hundred percent merino. Oh, really? Okay. So th- these are soft and squishy pads. Well, not real squishy, but soft, and and they do absorb shock and and saddle fit. What would they retail for? What are those? That's you about a hundred and nineteen. That's the right price. Yeah. Anything else new with Cashel coming out? Oh, we've got uh, more saddle pads coming in the fall. A uh, new strap line coming in the fall. It's uh, a two tone that looks great with a, a great buckle set on it. 
There's, we're always in development, so there's so many things, projects in the works. What's still your most popular product? Is it still always the same things year after year? Uh, fly. You bet. Yeah. Fly, fly that's what we all what's, what, That's how I knew you in the first place was fly. Fly masks. Yep. Yeah. Many years ago, uh, we were primarily fly masks and kind of had some tush cushions and a few odds and ends. Today, we've broadened that offering to saddlebags, uh, strap, head stalls, breast collars, bell boots, um, leg protection, and the, it continues to grow. Is there a place where somebody can go and see all the products? Uh, com will give you a good offering. There you go. Well, thank you, Tony. It's been fun seeing you again. Hey, thank you. Good to see you. So this interview was really fun to do with Morgan Hayden. She was actually recommended um, by Claire Mansman, who has been part of our Making the Makeover series. And oh my gosh, she had such a stellar hunter ride with her thoroughbred. So can't wait for you to hear a little bit about her makeover journey. Well, we are at the Kentucky Horse Park, and I'm super excited for our first guest here. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? So good morning, everyone. I'm Morgan Hayden. I am here at the Kentucky Horse Park with the Retired Racehorse Project um, with my five-year-old bay gelding, Goldie's Boy. Oh, he is super handsome. And I have to say, Morgan's being a real trooper because she is holding her horse and trying to do an interview at the same time. And for anyone who's had a young horse, they are busy brains. So tell us a little bit about your uh, RRP horse this year and what makes him special and why you're excited to compete him. So uh, Goldie's boy was transitioned off of the track uh, through Beyond the Wire and then directly to Mid-Atlantic Horse Rescue, which is where I work as well. And then also a satellite farm for them as well with my husband, Kyle. What makes this horse so special is, just to be honest, I was not at a point in my life where I even was looking for another horse didn't want another horse. And actually my heart horse, I uh, just got really unfortunate news about weeks before uh, finding this guy. Uh, I competed be back, back in the mega makeover and he bowed attendant at the track was training phenomenally. And then we were told he uh, almost ruptured his tendon. So needed some rehab. Oh, no. uh, so very tough. Yeah. Beverly Strauss is a phenomenal woman who uh, runs and is the co-founder of Mid-Atlantic Horse Rescue and actually just said, hey, we had a couple of people drop out of a clinic. Do you mind just grabbing one out of the field? So I picked this guy and um, it has been phenomenal ever since. He is incredibly smart, incredibly brave, uh, incredibly talented. <laughs> and um, you really just can't ask for anything better especially for a horse that's five and coming and just just doing it. So yeah. it's been really good. Oh, uh, well, it was such a pleasure watching you in the hunter ring yesterday. Um, I was announcing for show jumpers, but was able to peek over. And he is just a phenomenal mover. You can tell the brain is just so steady on this horse. And I, what I love about him is he's very refined and he's a little bit smaller than what most people think of um, for going into hunters. But he was extremely impressive. What are you hopeful for for this makeover for him? So... Honestly, what I was hopeful for was just really to take it all in stride. And we did exactly that. Um, I had zero expectations. I had zero goals. I wanted to really just come and have fun. And really, the best part about it is every step of the way, I either learned from him or he learned from me or we were like, hmm, that kind of felt weird. 
and we fixed it and it just was incredible. Oh, I love that. Well, I will tell listeners. So Claire Mansman, who we've been following for the entire makeover period, was actually the one who recommended I interview you. And one of the things that she complimented you on is she said that you were someone when she first met you did not realize how great of a writer you actually are. And this horse has given you that opportunity to see how talented you are as a writer and competitor. And she was really proud to see that for you. Um, So I think it's amazing that not only are you bringing him into his best light, he seems to have been able to offer that for you as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, it's really funny because, you know, Claire's stalling right next to us. We visit Claire and Tom once a month. We're about three hours away. They honestly are more than friends. They are family. Um, And, you know, We've had just the best time. Uh, we we constantly joke, and and I think the best part of the makeover was warming up in the jumper ring with the ticketing schooling, and um, we just we just sing. Well, mainly <laughs> me, but like Goldie and I have a song from Uncle Cracker that we sing the whole way around mm-hmm. every course, and you know Claire and I were just shouting it back and forth. So it has been such an honor and such a privilege to train with them to see what I'm capable of, to see what he's capable of. And honestly, I'm just blessed to have them in my life. Oh, that's amazing. Well, he just looks cool, calm, and collected. He looks like he's having a very good time at the makeover (laughs) so far. Um, So you had your first round of show hunters yesterday. What was on the docket today? So we had show jumpers today. Um, He did phenomenal. We had three rails, but like it's okay. It's okay. And I want my horses to hit rails. I want them to say, you know, that felt weird. And maybe, uh, you know, he gets the best good boy when he hits the rail. Cause like, I want him to say, Hey, it's okay. I made a mistake, but I'm going to be so confident going forward. So it's like, it's such a great learning experience and it's a big ring and he's very um, attention-oriented to sounds. So yes. we had car alarms and tractor trailers and tractors, but he handled it phenomenally. Love that. Well, congratulations. Super excited to see how you continue to do. I know preliminary is over for you now, so yep. now we sit and wait. That's right. Um, but best of luck in getting into the finale this weekend. What are you hoping for for, for Goldie at the end of this makeover? Where's his journey after? So after this, uh, we're going to go home we're really going to take just a couple steps back and, and not to restart, but like just to refine his footwork, to refine our partnership and honestly just hack out. Like he loves hacking out. He loves the hill work for his hind end and really focusing on getting not only his mind as strong as it is, but also his body as well. Oh, well, congrats. And I love that for him. We can't wait to see how you continue to go in your future career with him. Uh, If people want to learn about you or follow your journey, where's the best place for them to do that? So they can certainly uh, follow me on Facebook. It's just under Morgan Hayden. I do have a TikTok. It's not that exciting, but I do have (laughs) one video with 2.5 million views. Oh, Um, and also Instagram. So you can find me on any of those. Uh, But Facebook is probably where you'll see the most of Goldie. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Morgan. And hey, if Mid-Atlantic Horse Rescues... Horse Rescue sounded familiar. It's because you're standing next to Natalie Holden and stalled <laughs> next to her, who was one of our featured riders last year. So familiar faces all around. That's right. Thank you again, Morgan, and best of luck. Thank you so much. 
Well, I did finally get a chance to sit down and do a little recording for this episode. Um, And instead of a competitor, I chose to interview a volunteer uh, because it is the volunteers that make the world go round at the makeover. Um, And they're the ones that help us get that reputation for being the happiest horse show on earth. Uh, And I did find out also that Lisa is a listener. So Lisa, if you're listening, thanks so much for hanging out with me on Tuesday morning. Let's hear our interview with Lisa. So I am up here on schooling day with Lisa Dowell, who's been one of our longstanding makeover volunteers. You said this was your fifth year. So we're going to chat with Lisa a little bit just about why she keeps coming back to the makeover. We haven't broken her yet, I guess. (laughs) Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Kristen. So Lisa, you said this was your fifth makeover year. What keeps you coming back? Well, it is my favorite uh, week of the year. Um, I started coming in 2017 um, because I had just gotten my first thoroughbred and I wanted to learn more about the breed and see the different disciplines. And I just fell in love with the event. And you mentioned that you like take a full week off of work to do this, which I think is amazing. I do. I take a vacation week. So it is paid vacation, but it is um, the longest days. Um, You know, normally I work, you know, eight or nine hours a day in my normal job. But here it's 15, 16 hours. And it's... um, it's hard work. It's very labor intensive, um, but it is so fun. I'm pretty exhausted at the end of the week, and then I have to drive back to Virginia, but it is so worth it. That's amazing. And they are really long days here. I mean, like, I think you were probably here this morning about the same time I was. I think I rolled in at about seven. Maybe you were even here earlier, and we'll be here until at least seven tonight. And we haven't even started the show part yet. So, right. Um, it is really fun, though, to see the sunrise at the horse park. So it's very worth it to get here early. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it was very cold this morning. I think it was 39 on my truck thermometer when I came in. So it was a very chilly sunrise, but it was pretty. So I'm glad you enjoyed it too. So what are some of the jobs that you've done at the makeover over the years? A little bit of everything. I've um, I've been a judge at Competitive Trail. Um, as I was saying, I was babysitting some chickens that were in a dog kennel <laughs> and the horses had to approach and circle. That was one of the highlights. Um, I've worked in the hunter ring and in the jumper ring as a uh, jump crew member. I've worked as a, a warm-up steward. I've worked as a scribe. I've done kind of a little bit of everything, but my favorite right now is the awards party. What's special about the awards party? Um, well, I love events, and um, so I help from setup to breakdown, and um, just seeing the excitement on the competitors' faces, it's just a big party. Everyone has such a great time. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we, we always get free drinks. Free drinks are always a plus. <laughs> that is also my favorite part of any event, <laughs> so I'm with you there. That's awesome. Uh, so what makes like the makeover itself special? I mean, you know, you could go anywhere to volunteer. You could go much closer to home for sure and maybe not have to take a week of paid vacation. So why do you keep coming back to this show in particular? The people are incredible. Um, every year I meet new horse friends and um, I keep my horses at home so I don't have barn friends. And this is a way for me to continue to make barn friends and just learn. I love all the education at this event seeing all of the competitors. It's a very cordial environment. Everyone is very supportive. I've worked with Emily and Jumpers for several years and just listening to Emily teach people and help people. You've got these young riders that come in and they're so scared and anxious and Emily gets up there and talks to them and calms them down and they go in and ride and they do a beautiful job. Um, It's just the whole environment is, is incredible. 
Yeah, it's been called the happiest horse show on earth, which we really appreciate that title. We did not give it that. <laughs> that was assigned to us, I believe, in Eventing Nation. Um, and we've kind of run with it because, you know, it, I mean, it's good marketing for us. But I think it's also true. Like, I competed in this event uh, back in 2018, and I was like, I have never been to a horse show like this where everyone is just so kind. Well, and, and I don't compete at all. I, I haven't been at a, you know, in, a, in a horse show since I was a teenager, probably. But this is a way for me to feel like I'm part of the horse show world, even though I'm not competing. Oh, you absolutely are part of the horse show world, for sure. You're definitely part of the makeover family, like, you know, forever and ever. So <laughs> <laughs> I will keep coming back. <laughs> well, this next interview, I'm super happy to introduce Justine Griffin. She's been on before. She is one of the co-hosts of Heels Down Happy Hour with Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network. Um, but she took a horse to the makeover too. And I just really love what she had to say. And I think she really encompassed what this show is about. Um, so I hope you all love to hear what she has to say too. Well, it's such a pleasure to have Justine Griffin on with us. And she's from Heels Down Happy Hour. So if that name is familiar, should be. You should be listening to their show too. Welcome back to Retired Resource Radio, Justine. Thanks, Joy. Always great to chat with you. I feel like we've gotten to really get to know each other since you entered the makeover this year. You know, we had a, a couple interviews on both of our shows and then we got to meet in person at the makeover. But now that it's completed and we've had a couple days to decompress, overall, how are you feeling about the experience? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, definitely still hungover. <laughs> yes. But, wow. I think it's going to take me like more than a week to recoup. But uh, luckily, we got home safe in Warfeather. Um, my makeover graduate is enjoying a well-deserved week off out in the field with his buddies. And um, oh my goodness, what a whirlwind the makeover mm-hmm. was. You know, everyone talks about how it's the happiest horse show on earth. And I just feel like that's a, a really accurate way to describe it. Every single competitor... Uh, support person, volunteer, um, RIP, official. I mean, it just everybody is just so happy to be there. It's um, it's unlike any other horse show I've been to in that when you go, you know, when you go to a horse show, you're there to compete and show off your horse and hopefully place well or at least put in good rounds. And, it, you know, that's such an individual goal, right? But at the makeover, I just felt like I was part of something that was so much bigger than that. I was part of this community of people who were just there because of their love of thoroughbreds. And even if they didn't have the best round in show jumping or in their freestyle, or it didn't matter just because you made it there, you made it to the horse park and got to be part of this experience celebrating the breed. And I just feel so full from that experience. I hope that makes sense. No, I think that really does encompass kind of the the general reviews we get from everyone who either just joins for fun, comes to volunteer, or they're competing in it. It's, it is such a unique horse show because while you're there to compete and show off your horse, you also are there just to celebrate them. It, it really almost feels like a, I, I don't mean to be like culturally insensitive to anyone, but it <laughs> kind of feels like a bar mitzvah a little bit. It's like they're, they're like coming into their second careers, coming into adulthood, coming into yeah. this new space for them. And it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> it really is. You know, and I felt that individually with my horse, like he just, peaked at the right time, you know, like in his mm-hmm. body condition, he looked really great. We got a lot of praise from uh, the arrival exam vets and, t- and students there. 
And in his training too, like mentally, he was just, he felt prepared to be there. That was a, it was a long haul. It was two days of driving for me from Florida. Mm-hmm. And I worried about that for him, right? Um, that's, it's a big stress, but he really just settled right in and was unflappable in this big environment. And, you know, the first couple of days, it was quite cold for us Floridians. Yeah. It was like, in the 30s. It was in cold morning. in general. Like, and I'm from <laughs> <Yeah>. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. And he just, you know, he took it all in stride and I just couldn't be prouder of him, you know? And luckily we went home with some ribbons, which was great. And, um, it was so fun. It was a bucket list horse show for me. And I'm so glad and so proud to say that I accomplished it. I, I love that you say that. And it was certainly interesting weather. I know Kristen and I were kind of like, Oh man, what's it going to be like? So it was, it was cold on entry for check-in mm-hmm. and then it went up like 20 degrees and then it dropped yeah. again, 20 degrees. Um, so welcome to the Midwest for anyone who has not ventured out yet. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty normal season for us. Um, but it's hard on the horses, especially if they're not really in that kind of space all the time. There's a lot of stressors, but as a, as a spectator coming in and getting to see all the different events, I feel like this year just had a really calm vibe. Like I feel like the competitors that were chosen to compete um, just had this really nice mentality. They were really looking out for their horses. Like the horsemanship really stood out this year um, at the makeover, which was really neat to see. Uh, Tell us a little bit about if someone hasn't listened to the episode where you joined us in the spring, what did you and Warfather compete in? Sure. So Wyatt, as we like to call him in the barn, um, we competed in eventing and dressage. So I'm an eventer, an amateur eventer at home here in Florida. And that's what I've done with my other thoroughbred, Mikey. And luckily, Wyatt, as we began the training process, uh, showed a natural affinity for it. He's quite brave. Uh, He took to cross country very easily. And over the course of the last 10 months, really improved in his jumping form the flat work, the dressage was definitely the hardest for him, but I, I live at a dressage barn. That's where my horses stay and, um, am committed to the vegetables, right. Of dressage Mm -hmm. because it makes everything easier and better. And to be honest, that was the highlight of the makeover for me were his dressage tests in the pure dressage portion of the competition. He's never going to be the most relaxed horse to ride, He's just naturally a forward and very sensitive guy. And he just really showed up on Thursday, which were my dressage ride times and put in some of the best tests I think we've ever done. And that just speaks volumes to the training and how far this horse has come. So that was definitely the highlight of my competition experience. That's amazing. Cause I, I know dressage riders, especially as, as a dressage rider, you know, it's not the most inviting <laughs> atmosphere for a, especially a green dressage horse, let alone even seasoned ones. Like there's so much going on. There's lots, there especially is. there's 10 different disciplines happening around these horses. So there's lots to look at, lots of sounds, lots of things happening. Um, and to hear that you had a really positive test definitely says a lot about you too, as a trainer and the trust he has in you. Oh, thank you. Of course. Of course. So overall, you had a great experience at the makeover. It's, it's a long week. There's lots involved. What's next for you and Wyatt? I think that's oh, always gosh. the fun question at the end. Like, what's the next part of your journey? Because we always say it, the makeover is just one step. It's just one milestone. It is. Yeah, that is a great question. So I've like waffled on this because um, in the short term, why it deserves a nice break. But 
in the long term, I would love to find him his forever home. I I wish it could be with me, but two horses is a lot to feed. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my I I decided to do the makeover because my heart horse, Mikey, uh, was injured. He's been recovering from a suspensory injury over the last year. And we went through all of the, you know, the therapies needed to treat him and gave him the time off. And the timing of this just ended up working out well, where he is sound and ready to Mm -hmm. start coming back into work. So I'm, I'm hoping I can shift my gears to helping Wyatt find a forever mom and a wonderful home. And I can get back to working with Mikey. I'm not sure what that home will look like for him. I, you know, I'm very willing to get creative to find the right person for him because he is such a special guy. But I know that everything that we've done in the last 10 months leading up to the makeover and obviously the makeover experience just gives him so many more tools and skills Mm -hmm. to just find that, that good home, uh, which is obviously the most important thing. Absolutely. And I think it's so admirable because selling horses isn't easy. I feel like if you're someone who thinks selling horses is easy, you might be in the the wrong profession. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. No. And to go on this journey for as long as you have with him and to get him off the track and to, to see what all of his advancements over the last few months, it's really less than a year of training, but you experience so much together that that's hard to let go of when you can see the potential that's there too. So I think it's really admirable. You gave him a better shot at finding a forever home because he's got some retraining and experience under his belt and some chances to prove himself too, where I think a lot of people get nervous getting an off the track, especially right off the track if they've never had Mm -hmm. experience because you don't really know what you're going to get till you start getting involved. So I just want to thank you for doing that and every other trainer who, especially on the amateur side, who is willing to sacrifice a little heartbreak to give that horse a better future. Absolutely. Yeah. It will definitely be a bittersweet day when that day comes, but um, he really deserves the best. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the right person is out there for him. I, I know that person's out there and we can't wait to meet them because they'll have to definitely PM us and say how they got Wyatt and why they were drawn to him and let us know about <laughs> his future. We always encourage to see tag us in your stuff. But um, I would love to know, so this is your first time doing the makeover. What would be your words of advice to someone who is interested in doing it for the first time? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, pretty simple. Just do it. If you've ever considered doing it, don't let the what ifs get in the way. You know, it's it's important to be prepared, obviously, with horses as much as you can because uh, they they have a way of uh, turning any plans that you make on, on their heads. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it is a financial commitment. It's a big time commitment. It's a physical commitment, but gosh, it's so rewarding. And what I love about the makeover experience was at the end of the day, it wasn't about coming home with a ribbon or making it to the finale. It was just getting there. It felt like such an accomplishment and competing and showing what, my horse could do after 10 months of starts and stops and highs and lows, um, and abscesses and (laughs) (laughs) diagnosing mystery things and aha moments with your trainer. And, uh, it just, it's such a 
like it, it makes me teary eyed thinking about it. It's just such a cool thing to end a journey on, or even like begin your next chapter with a horse on. Um, it's very emotional. And I don't, I don't think I, like everyone told me like, Oh, you you won't regret it. It's so much fun. You're going to have such a great time. But I, I don't think I was prepared for how emotional the experience was. Cause it, it was so validating for me as an amateur rider. You know, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't train horses for a living, but that I did this, you know, the, the Wyatt people saw at the makeover is a horse I produced all by myself. And that, um, was incredibly validating. And I was, I'm just so proud of this horse and, um, yeah, it makes all the money, all the time, all the hardship worth it. So if you've ever considered or even thought about it, you know, in bed at night going, oh, that would be so cool to do one year. Do it. Just do it. You won't regret it. I love that. I can't think of a better thing to end on, Justine. Thank you so much. And it really is a a horse show that's not just transformational for the horses, but for the competitors too. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us. Congratulations on completing the makeover. It's just getting there. That's the big win at the end of the day. (laughs) It is. Um, It is. If listeners want to follow more about your journey or listen to Heels Down Happy Hour, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. So you can find Heels Down Happy Hour anywhere you find podcasts, but we are also part of the Horse Radio Network, like Retired Race Horse Radio, and we publish once a month. Perfect. Well, thanks again and good luck on all your future endeavors. Thank you. Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen on Demand. Your membership gives you access to hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros, exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, insider access to private clinics and lessons, and step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Well, through a fancy bit of internet wrangling, we managed to get all four of our Making the Makeover riders on for one last party. And I'm already a little sad because I don't want to say goodbye to you guys yet. I'm going to let you all say hello in unison, and then I'm going to have to wrangle this thing because there's four of you. So hello. Welcome back to Retired Racehorse Radio. Hello. Hello. Oh, you guys, that was super civilized. All right. From here on out, I will (laughs) try to keep it a little more organized to uh, our poor producer, George, doesn't lose his mind. Um, He loves it when we have four guests on at the same time. But congratulations, everybody. We made it through the makeover. We lived to tell the tale. Uh, I'm very excited to hear everyone else's take on how it went. So we're going to kick off with your favorite moment from the makeover. And I'm going to go in alphabetical order by first name and start with Adriana. Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> my favorite moment. Um, my oh, can I pick two? I have two favorite moments. You can one favorite one was when I finished my eventing dressage test, which was my first discipline, and I came down the center line and I knew that I I knew it was a really really nice clean test and I did that final salute and I gave my pony the biggest hug because I knew we just nailed it and um so that was number one and number two was um when we got to ride in the finale that was really exciting 
It was super exciting for all of us. And you know what? I was just thinking like back on your first episode, I remember you were like, this is a little horse that can go all the way. And if that is not Mm -hmm. like the power of positive thinking and like working towards your goals, I don't know what is. So congratulations again for making it all the way. And congratulations to Hope, because I really do feel like he has set a new precedence that you do not have to be over 15 hands to be successful at the makeover. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants the big horse and he's like barely a horse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and again, he has absolutely no idea. He thinks he's giant. So that's all that matters. He's got a big presence. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're moving down the list. Claire, favorite makeover moment. That is like, a, I agree. It's a super unfair question. You just said like a, a whole minute to think about it. I know. And then I start <laughs> thinking of more. I was like, oh, I got it. Oh no. Then there was this. Um, so, but I will say, um, uh, oh, well, Adrian, I got to pick two. So I'll say two. Um, it, it was watching our student Morgan, who I know um, you guys uh, did or doing, uh, I think, an interview with. And she and she's a, a dear friend as well. And she when she came to us, she had so many confidence issues and was barely jumping anything. And just in the schooling ring of the she's gotten this really nice horse and he's super groovy. And she like flew around the show jump course like a total pro. And I was like, well, yeah, just do that like that. And it was so heartwarming because, um, you know, she's had um, difficult, she's had, you know, had a horse she had to retire and, you know, all the stuff that we go through with horses and just watching her sail around and this nice partnership was, was really, really neat. And then our two young horses, I just think stepped up in incredible ways. So it was really um, having lovingly low expectations of them, not because they're not talented, but because, I mean, they've had a lot of exposure, but, you know, just to get them out there. And, um, you know, we, we joke about like Snapper when he would get tired, he used to kind of have a lot of rails. So it's not that he didn't want to be careful. He just wasn't. And so I was a little, uh, you know, not exactly certain how they would handle the atmosphere of, of the baby horse fatigue. You know, they get so tired um, doing nothing. And they just stepped up and jumped so well and were so, so uh, lovely and professional out there. So it was kind of the the completing of the rounds and being so impressed with what they did was probably my favorite. Plus the fact that they won everybody over. They ransacked pockets. Julia has a new love. <laughs> it's the love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like she would- 25 other people. Uh, and Morgan was just <laughs> a likes Julia interview. the best. Yeah, she's so great. Yes, she really yeah. loves that horse, and it was it just showed. And he loves her. It, I really loved watching them in the hunter ring. Yeah, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. So so cute. I love that. All right. Well, Claire, you already just gave a leg up to Julia. So, yeah. <laughs> Julia, what was your favorite moment other than meeting Claire's horses? Uh, yeah, obviously, stumbling with cash is my favorite thing. Um, outside of that, so I have. So I've been doing the makeover for a long time. Um, and some of the people who I braid for at the makeover are people that I met um, when I braided for tip championships when it was still in Kentucky. I think I want to say 2019. Um, and then they did the makeover the following year. So I have a lot of friends who I see once a year and once a year only, and it's at this horse show. And so obviously I didn't bring my horses here, but so like my favorite part is just seeing all of those people and like the horse community is so crazy. You know, we all like go through the same struggles and we bounce ideas off each other all year long. So then when I see these people who I've 
probably literally met in real life seven times, five times maybe. It's just really exciting to like to be able to see them and spend time with them. And it's, you know, just like catching up with an old friend every time. So for me, that's always kind of my favorite part. Whether I have a horse here or not, it's just, you know, getting to spend time with people that I only get to see once a year, but that I consider you know, extremely close friends. Yeah, that is like one of the wildest things about the makeover, right? Like, you know, everyone, all the trainers get to know each other in the trainer group, but like, you've never met. But then it's like, no time has passed. And you're just like, hey, 400 best friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> is, I've never experienced it anywhere else. But it, it's true. Like, you know, because I only see my coworkers sometimes once a year. And we're just like, hey, friend, you know, and you just hit the ground running. And yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a unique experience for sure. So yeah. I'm glad you get to for enjoy sure. it as well. Awesome. Uh, and Melissa, who is calling us from an ambulance, not in the back. She's in the front, I think. Right? You're not like on yeah, the I'm okay in the back, back of it. Just, just, All right. Good deal. Just for clarification. <laughs> just, just to be sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have, I have two favorite moments as well, you know, since everybody else got one, I guess. Um, I, I think, will allow it. I think my first favorite moment was um, the second night of barrels during like barrels and brews secret. I decided to bring all of Bo's tack that I'd gotten for him for makeover and had put it all on her. And she had like a little piece of like his hair on her breast collar. And like, I don't know, I think like right before we started, I walked up to Bethany and was like, I have a really weird request. But I was supposed to do freestyle and barrels with the song, like with this horse. I was like, can we play the song that I had picked for freestyle when I go in and run barrels? And they actually played it. So I was like ugly crying the whole time I'm <laughs> running on my horse. But like, it was such a special moment, even though like she knocked a barrel and uh, Victor and I were laughing about it afterwards. I was like, to be honest, like Bo probably would have done that too. So like, it was a very Bo like run. So that was really special. Um, and then I think my favorite other moment was during the barrel finale, like victory lap, uh, Katie Aiken, the amazing person who won, we like high fived and the photographer actually got a photo of it. So oh, I love it. <laughs> it's really exciting. I'm going to have to go look for it now. I love those. The, the yeah, it's like, photos. it was very, it was yeah. very like uncoordinated because our mayors were like, we're mayors. We can't, can't be next to each other now that you're trying to do stuff. But it worked out. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. And the makeover is always so good for those moments too, of like random hugs with strangers, high fives with people you just met five minutes ago, like stuff you'd never do. Like let's ride our horses close to each other while we're loping and give each other a high five. That's perfect. I love it. Um, let's see. I got to meet Adriana sort of, I like waved at you like a creep as you were going into the. Interview. I mean, I did too. I did too. <laughs> That's how I didn't we even wave. Adriana. I just held my phone up at her, getting footage. I'm like, oh. <laughs> smile for the Instagram. <laughs> uh, Melissa, I met a few times. Um, Victor, your boyfriend, fiance? husband, husband. Okay, husband. <laughs> uh, he got very creative trying to dodge out of my camera frame every time. And Claire, I saw every five minutes because that's just how it works. And Julia keeps like nocturnal hours to braid. So somehow I never met you. So that's still a bummer, but maybe I, I did get to meet Julia though. Yeah. I saw you from a distance multiple times and I didn't want to be creepy. So I never said anything. Oh, just be but creepy. Girl, it's fine. See, yeah. I saw you like four times. <laughs> oh well, man. Okay. Well see, that's creepier than if you had just come up and been like, Hey, okay. 
Kristen, <laughs> note for next year, our, our like interviews before oh the makeover, let's be sure that we put a PSA that people are welcome to be creepy towards yeah. us. You're allowed it's to see us. It's fine. You were very busy. I mean, that's probably also accurate, but that's okay. It's, so wait, you, wait, wait. So. I have a worse story to tell. Uh-oh. You guys Uh-oh. may not have met, but you have a photo together. Oh, so no. Just oh, never got God. introduced. <laughs> oh, okay, that's well, right. Because yeah, she was at Barrels and Brews. We just pulled, she just pulled it. We just pulled her into the side. Oh, oh yeah, I so was you, there. Okay. Yeah, that's creepier. Now it feels like, yeah. Like didn't a, actually meet, but you have a photo together. Sure. Okay. Yes. I was there. That's all funny. right. That's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm really glad the, on this podcast, which is known for being a highly yeah. visual medium, we're now going to talk about this photo we had together. But oh, don't worry. It's going to go it's on Instagram. You'll all see it. Yeah, we'll put it on the gram. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh my god, that's too funny. That is like that is what the makeover is made of, right there. <laughs> <laughs> creepy moments that aren't creepy. No, it's like the the like people. You're. Uh, I actually I spoke to somebody and I was like, I, I I have to ask this question. Did we did we meet? <laughs> because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, well, it is then, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know Claire, like you do this in the trainer group, like every October 1st, like please post a picture of yourself because everyone always sees like your tiny thumbnail image and no one looks the same in like a hairnet and helmet either. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little like, here's me, here's my horse, here's what I'll look like, you know, which I always appreciate. I don't remember any of it, but I appreciate that you do it. <laughs> I don't remember it either, but it makes me feel better for when I don't remember. <laughs> you have a point of reference to. at least to go back. Yeah, and and I have it, an excuse. So. I can be like, remember my post. Right. I also saw Adriana a lot of times while she was warming up and wanted to be like, oh my God, I know your horse. <laughs> but but I also didn't do that either. So Oh, you should have the you next year been... I'm just gonna say hi to everyone. You should have. You would have been one of the like ten thousand other people that recognized my horse. <laughs> He's <laughs> very distinguishable. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's not a lot of 14-3, like very flashy thoroughbreds walking around the horse park during that week. He sticks out like a sore thumb. He really does. Well, I, I have a question for each of you, and I'll go in reverse order. I'll start with Melissa. I would love to know, like, what were you worried about your horse taking in at the makeover? And then what actually happened? Like, I would love to know what was your worst fear and then how they actually reacted to your worst fear. Um. So I, I honestly expected Boogie to have just a full-out meltdown when we pulled up because she's not exactly the quietest horse in new places. And it was actually Ace who is, you know, my, my three-year-old that came in to the game super, super late and has always been an angel and he got off the trailer. And I don't think we didn't see the whites of his eyes for like the first three days. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Poor dude. But, and I, I actually ended up scratching him because like I couldn't even get him out on the lunge line without him like just shutting down. And I was like, okay, like I am now I'm not going to throw balloons and tarps and loud music at you while you're already like, probably not the best. Yeah, that's blown. a good horsemanship decision. Yeah. yeah and so. then I got on him Friday and he was like totally fine. And I was like, really? But you know, so we actually had like a really good hack. So I'm, I'm not mad. And then Boogie was like, Boogie was a saint for most of, makeover until she got really annoyed with everybody coming to her stall on friday like kristen tried to like get a little video clip and i'm like can you just put your ears up for this real quick oh yeah she was not happy (laughs) i was like oh girl come on she was like "Mm." yeah she she is the chestnut mare 
like during check-in I was like so I was like she is a chestnut mare and I'm gonna take her temperature for y'all because we need more vets in America and I don't want to be responsible for us losing a vet student at the <laughs> Oh no. But That's very like, forward oh. thinking of you though. I yes. And like at least I'm aware that I know that I have that horse. But no, she she handled everything super, super well. And Ace, once he finally settled in, like he was back to normal. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I could have pushed, but I'm honestly glad that I didn't. No, I think he made the right choice for him. And it was nice that, you know, he was calm enough by Friday that he could walk around. And for listeners who might not know, you got Ace fairly recently in like August because you unfortunately had a very tragic incident with your original makeover horse. So this was a very fast turnaround. And the fact that he could just take it in for a few days and like go out for a hack after says a lot about him. And he's only three. Yeah. And I... um. I like forgot that we weren't supposed to be near the Rolex and may or may not have kind of like ended up in that area. And he's just like staring at them. And I'm like, it's, it's fine. And he walked away flat footed. And I was like, cool. We're going back to the barn before somebody yells at me. Before Darius Rucker (laughs) yells at you himself. Yeah. I mean, that's an accomplishment too. If that does happen, just saying. Put it on his adoption thing. Like this horse is yelled at by Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. That's fun. That's fun. Okay, Julia, I know you didn't get to bring a horse, but you were doing a lot of braiding. I would love yeah, so to know. I was gonna say, so I, I didn't bring a horse, but I put my hands on a lot of horses. Yeah. And the, the makeover is very interesting. So I always compare it to another horse show that I do um, in September. It's Colonial Classic. It's a local really? series finale. So it's like a lot of local series. It's the biggest horse show they ever do. And for the makeover, some of these people, it is the biggest horse show they will ever do. And so you get a lot of horses that maybe have never been braided before. Their manes probably are not pulled correctly. And like the spray bottle is weird and my ladder is weird and my headlamp is weird. But this was, this year was like my least dramatic braiding year that I've had since 2016 braiding for this horse show. So that was really exciting for me. Every horse, I would say 95% of their manes were properly prepped, which was really exciting. Um, Cause having to pull something that you don't know in the middle of the night is scary and you never know how it's going to go. Um, the ones that, you know, were like maybe going to be a little funny about stuff. I was warned ahead of time and all of them exceeded my expectations. That's awesome. Um, so it was, yeah, it was awesome. And I got to meet a mini that was in the stall um, with, um, uh, what is it? Ah, Belle the cat. I think she was, she was in the finale oh, for yeah. the hundred. Yeah, and Brenda, yeah. Brenda, a Wadsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I got to play with her mini a couple of times, which was great. Um, but yeah, so it, I like everyone's horses who I've rated exceeded my expectations. That is awesome because I almost feel like that scares me more than taking a horse I've at least known for the last several months and like bringing them to a new situation. Like, you know, they're how they're probably going to react, you know, their ticks, you can feel it. Getting in a stall with young horses that you've never met, like in the middle in the of the dark. night, too. Yeah, like you, yeah, in the, in the dark, yeah, with the You're owner just, presence. Yeah, like, it's, it can, it's a little scary. Like, like I said, this horse show and that other horse show that I braid for are kind of my two big, like, 
I never know how it's going to go. So I, every horse I'm very cautious about a lot of, you know, braiding year round, a lot of the horses I do all year. So I know them to an extent. I know that what they're going to do in the middle of the night in the dark. Um, and a lot of them are like horses that show all the time. So even if it's a new horse to me, I know it's been braided by someone else, but a lot of the ones here, this is like what I'm doing to them is very new. So it's, it's always a little bit of an unknown every time you open the stall door, but they were ever, they were all wonderful. Truly. I love that. I absolutely love it. And glad to hear it. Like I said, I just feel like horsemanship this year was really top notch. And I think it showed in the horses, like they were all super friendly and curious about people, maybe not secret, but all the others were. <laughs> um, so it's, it's great to hear that that, that was there. Claire, what about you? What were some of your fears and how did your horses actually perform? You know, I was really happy just from the moment the horses got off the trailer. I really didn't think the atmosphere would bother them at all. We've taken them to a lot of places and they they just were like so reasonable everywhere they've been. Uh, but, you know, you, you never know. But they 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 like they just walked around with a big loop in their rope everywhere we went. They were like little Labradors. They were so good. Um, so my um my biggest concern actually was you know because i sprained my knee i i didn't have quite the amount of prep with cash that i had planned you know he was supposed to go to the fair hill thoroughbred show <clears throat> so i could get around a hunter course more recently cuz i hadn't done that since <clears throat> earlier in the summer mm-hmm. um where you know at, at home we have a lot of show jumps thought that we can't kind of set a hunter course but just having those lines and and the fill and stuff like that i knew he'd jump everything in front of him but it it just comes down to wanting to um show them off to the best of their ability and you know he is quite small as well not as small as a little hobo but he's um he's 15 1 and um I'd been working with him on the ground a lot. We do a, a lot of groundwork and and but I'd been working it with canter pulls on a circle, canter pulls to a jump, canter pulls to a jump to canter pulls. Honestly, kind of rather advanced stuff for mm-hmm. um any horse, but he's been doing it on the rope to help him open up his step because he's he's a little bit like my buff dude horse. He's he's real comfy on that small step, but he can ha- he has a big step. And he jumps better from it. So um, our sco- schooling day, that that's really, it's the first time I had jumped him mm-hmm. in like a month. He'd done it on the rope and Tom had given him a school before we left. So it's not like he hadn't, but I hadn't gotten to really feel some of the changes in him, mm-hmm. the positive changes. And so our first, our jumper school was great. Um, and then we went into the hunter ring and I was really struggling to find the step. I was kind of, kind of like, halfing it just a little bit where and I was getting he kind of naturally had a perfect half stride every time so then you had to make a choice am I gonna stay with the ad where he really didn't jump as well or am I gonna go and can I get that done and we did by the end of our schooling and he was really really good but by and then we had our jumper around uh, we did jumpers first and he was fantastic. And I got into the hunters and I was actually a little nervous, just really just wanted to, he's such a willing guy. I just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. I could get him forward to get him into that step. But by the time I finished my first round, I mean, he was just unbelievable and he made the distances and, and um, the only little <clears throat> bobble he had was missing his hind change right to left in both courses. Um, and I think it was just cause he was a little tired. Um, mm-hmm. 
which is fair and and it's not really like a really an issue but i was also kind of laughing i didn't set him up the best for it and i joked i was like well, i didn't know he was going to be that good at everything else so i wasn't really worried about it and now <laughs> we probably would have been he, he could have been a little closer to the top 10 he was he was still 15th and i'm absolutely thrilled with that um so yeah that the and and snapper of course just really showed just his his beautiful temperament and step and jump uh, but i was personally i was i was actually kind of nervous about the hunter ring um and he was wonderful and then his hat class was like it was silly how good it was like it was embarrassing <laughs> yeah, i mean i wanted to put cash in the subaru i he would fit and he would get in i know he would he was so in beautiful in the flat oh my gosh i was so impressed i mean i knew you i've schooled him for that you know that's what how we ride kind of regularly. And we have a lot of mayhem on our farm. Like we got people everywhere. So he doesn't care if somebody runs up on him or, I mean, that's like the daily thing around here. Hmm. Uh, but he was particular. like, it was kind of funny. Like I was like, is everybody watching this? Like, <laughs> I know he's the <laughs> littlest one in here. There's like an 18 hand horse next to me. It's a little cash, but he was just amazing. Oh, I love that, Claire. And yes, Tom had a great run too. I really enjoyed watching his flat ride. Uh, Snapper is just such a, he's a cool horse. You really had like a nice crop come in with you this we, year. We really did. And Snapper won the best conditioned show hunter award, which I thought oh. was kind of, that's a, that's an impressive thing to do. Uh, I think the braid job was a serious whip. So you both won in that I, well, I didn't, I didn't know that oh, someone you didn't I know braided that. won this year. No, someone I braided has won in their division. I think the last two years, I didn't oh. know that someone I won braided this year. That I braided one this year too. That yes, you did. Amazing. All right, braider to the stars. Yeah, yes. that's right. The braider, oh. the braider makes the stars. Well, well, last but not least, Adriana, what about you? What what fears did you have coming into it, and how did Hopo perform? So I actually had a terrible two weeks leading up to the makeover in terms of like preparation because so preparation is a big thing for me i i like to be overly prepared for everything i do and i felt like i was all season i mean i i went all over tarnation with that pony he competed at, at dressage shows recognized events he went th here there and everywhere and he was so confident we were feeling so ready and then the two weeks before the makeover everything just went to went to crap um it, and i actually the vlog that we do on youtube um, our last episode leading up to the makeover, I explain this in detail of what was going on. So basically he just suddenly felt like he was really tense and that's just not him. He's just a cool dude. And so I was like, where's this coming from? And because I didn't have very much time left, I actually contemplated scratching from the eventing altogether. And I told my coach Kiki, I said, Kiki, I think I'm going to scratch from the eventing and just do dressage because he was just acting like this little bouncy ball when we would go up to a jump. He he gets really excited and and that's fine. I like enthusiasm. I like that. Mm -hmm. But he he would just it was too much. And I was like, what's going on here? This just is not this is not great. And she said, no, 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 no. Don't scratch. Let's try a few different things and see, um, you know, see. And if you need to scratch at the last minute, once you get there, you can. So I changed about seven variables leading up to the makeover to try wow. to like desperately get him to be a little bit more 
quiet and rideable. I cut alfalfa completely out of his diet, which is, it was, I feed all of my horses straight alfalfa, um, all of my off the track thoroughbreds. And I was like, okay, no more alfalfa for you. And it's a good thing I did that because he got a six on the body score condition. They said he was chubby. (laughs) A six? That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> they said he was chubby. I was like, oh, okay, man. I probably shouldn't have been feeding you alfalfa at all the whole time. Um, so he got a then, seven and almost an eight. So oh my I God. So Snapper oh. got a six as well. And that's in show hunters, you get best conditioned. It's not the same. In, in like <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then, so, so a few other things I changed his I changed his flatting bit and his jumping bit to something that a little different. I, t- I removed my spurs. And even though he feels a little bit like typically he's a little bit behind my leg, but I was like, all right, well, he's being reactive to these spurs. So I'm just going to take them off and kick like the Dickens and just work a little harder. <laughs> and then I, um, I started him on this liquid magnesium supplement, this Nupa feed stuff th- that mm-hmm. you give them in tubes before the competition. Um, so I, I basically, I just like changed so many things. I don't even know what it was that worked, but it worked. Something worked. Uh, we got to the show and he was his normal relaxed self. He was so swingy and soft and rhythmical and just, just absolutely perfect. I'm really glad I didn't scratch from the eventing because he did make the finale and um i just felt really stupid and and i i ate crow big time when i told my coach i was like you were right you were totally right <laughs> <laughs> i love it though and i love that you're willing to share it too mm-hmm. you know that like there are some moments there's definitely like you know i've been there too on the road to the makeover and elsewhere where you're like i have no idea what i'm doing i can't i gotta scratch everything's the worst but yeah that was that's great that you, you know, worked through it. And even if you can't quite pinpoint yet what the magic bullet was, hopefully you can <laughs> figure it out for the future. And well, and I do what... think that like, uh, like many of us or all of us, actually, I think I uh, am very self-critical and want things to be perfect. And um, I think I was harping on that a little bit. Um, and I don't know, my friend Louise, who actually came to the makeover with me with her horse makes most sense. Um, she always says, and this is really wise advice. She always says things tend to get ugly before they get better with, with training horses, with training young horses. Like you, you go through this ugly phase where you're working through something before it gets better. And so I think that's what happened. And it just was like really inopportune timing because it was right before the makeover. And I was like, oh my God, why is this happening? But then it got, it, it got better smooth it all out. I'm glad you mentioned advice because that's what we're going to close with. Um, We are going to go rapid fire around here and everyone's going to give us one piece of advice for next year's crop of makeover trainers who are looking to embark on this journey pretty much starting now. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to start with Claire. One piece of advice. Um, My advice is, uh, you know, like make hay when the sun shines, you know, like when your horse comes to you, if it's ready to go, go and do all the things because they're going to pull a shoe at some point or have an abscess and they're going to have a break. And it's fine because you'll have put in the homework when you can, you really have plenty of time. And if you don't get them until later, it'll still work. Uh, Because I think we're all proof that things happen, can happen right at the end, right up until the makeover. But because we've, we've gone and done a lot when we could, 
then it worked. And if you can't until later, then you do it when you can. But it's, you know, use those opportunities. I love that. That's genius. Uh, Melissa, one piece of advice. Um, Don't buy the chestnut mare. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I love her. Um, I guess my advice is kind of in the same vein as Claire's. Like makeover isn't, you know, like that's not the end point. Like it's not the finish line. It's just a stepping stone. So even if, you know, things don't go to plan, like it's okay. Like at the end of the day, they're still getting experience. They're still getting show miles. And, you know, regardless of what you do, like that is a part of their history and like they move on and grow from it. Love it. Yeah. Very accurate. Yeah. I mean, not like there will only be one overall winner. So make the most of your experience. Great. I love that. Adriana. So the big one for me, I, you know, there's so many things that, that I could say, but I think really the big one for me is enjoy every moment because the week goes by so fast in the blink of an eye and then it's over and you'll be so sad when it's over. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I like, and I worked so hard and I'm still sad it's over. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> All right. And Julia, we'll close with you. One piece of advice. I have a couple, but I think for me this year, especially is just the most important thing is just to listen to your horse, the makeover. Like we all said, it's a first step. It's the beginning and that's it. And if you get there, that's awesome. This horse show is a really big ask for these guys. And, you know, if you're pushing and pushing and you're not listening to them at the end of the day, it's not going to go the way you want. And so I think, you know, listening to your horse, doing what's right by your horse, even if that means scratching the Saturday before, um, it's it's the right move because at the end of the day, this is just the beginning for these guys. And after that, you know, you go home and you go back to the drawing board and you figure out what's wrong and then you're gonna have a better partner for it at the end of the day. I think I think that's the biggest thing for me. I love it. Yeah. Could not have picked a better piece of advice to end our series on. You guys, we're going to miss you so much. It was really, really fun to spend this year with you. I'm really glad everyone's makeover turned out the way it did. Even if, you know, like Julia, you guys didn't make it, but you made the best decision for your horse. Nothing but good horsemen here on this show. So thank you all so much for joining us this season for making the makeover. Joy and I are going to miss you. You know, if I make you all join a group chat, don't be mad at me. I just don't want to stop. I love to group you. chats. I'm in. I'm in oh, okay. group chat. I'm in. All right. I was in like three for makeover and it was the greatest thing ever. All right. Well, group chat. It's then. done. Consider yes. it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I am going to have to follow up with everyone after our vet appointment on Friday. So. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Yes. And I'll have to show everybody my 2024 horse because I found one while we were in Kentucky. Nice. <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right, All y'all. Right. Congrats. You made it. We made it. Absolutely. Congrats to everyone. (laughs) And best of luck for all future endeavors. And hopefully we'll see you next year. This feels like a commencement address. We're going to have reunion. A lot of fun. (laughs) I know. I know. We might do. Oh, that'd be fun. Kristen, new idea. We have two graduated classes now from this whole series. We're having a party. All right. A little party. (laughs) I'm in. I'm down. Yeah, I'm oh, in thanks. too. Awesome. I love it. Maybe we'll make that our next listener meetup. It'll be a good time. It'll be fun. be fun. Okay. Have a great night, ladies. Thank you for contributing with the last few months and just best of luck, really.
Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. It's really fun. Thank you. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. Well, now that the thoroughbred makeover is officially wrapped and you all have FOMO, you're all starting to search for your next horse. It's only appropriate that we jump into our new vocation segment of the show. And we have Leandra Cooper joining us back. Hey, Leandra. Hello. It's always a pleasure. I feel like this is the first time I missed you at the makeover. And I, I am sad that we didn't get to see each other in person. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. That was the the biggest miss for me because I feel like that's just become part of the routine now. We didn't I know. Do it. I know. I but you have you have your little baby, your little man. So I understood. Yeah. And next she'll be crawling around. <laughs> so that'll be fun. He'll be a fun little rug rat at the makeover for us to play with. <laughs> we'll have to find him a pony of sorts so he oh. can keep up with us. Oh, there were a couple ponies there this year, like little like comfort minis. Yes. That we're being led around. So yeah. Perfect. Totally I was like, don't tempt us, Leandra. Like yeah. for the first we'll time, find you one. <laughs> we get to do the horse shopping here Deal. on this episode. <laughs> That's right. Love it. I love it. Well, I know Kristen had a training question, which honestly I feel like I would benefit from too. So I'll pass it off to her. Uh, yeah. This is uh asking for a friend. The friend is me. Um, after how much time off do you expect a horse to have lost like a significant or like worrying amount of fitness where like you'd want to adjust <laughs> your ride? I'm not asking cause I've just missed several weeks of riding time being at the makeover, but I am definitely not right. A worrying amount. That's, that is really my favorite phrase of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a worrier. I want to know, like, if I love you, is it going to hurt you or is days. it going to be okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get the worry. I definitely get the worry. So the worrying, I can't tell you when that's going to happen because <laughs> I don't think your fine. horse is probably the one worrying in this scenario. <laughs> but for your horse's sake, I would say I, Within a couple of weeks, I would be looking to scale back my expectations. And, and it's really going to depend a lot on the specific horse. I mean, certainly when we have horses coming back from rehab, a month plus, you're, I would recommend definitely going back to maybe not square one entirely. And again, the most dictating factor of that is going to be the fitness your horse had before that break. So if they were already kind of lounging and they're lounging more, then I would say probably reel it back to step one or square one, whatever phrase you want to apply there. But say you had the horse in a really good fitness place, you've taken a couple weeks off, whether you're sick or something's happened or you go to an event, one of these things happened, then I would see what the horse is telling you as far as their fitness. And one of the ways that I like to do this could apply to any ride really, because for my rides at least, I like to give them a significant walk warm up time. I think that's beneficial no matter what the season, no matter the horse. I aim for 10 minutes of walking. And depending on the setup of your 
barn. Maybe like I always really loved the ones where you would need to walk a little bit to the arena. I don't love them on the rainy days where you're just trying to get there, but you know, it's nice if you can get on your horse and kind of amble over there, maybe like walk over to the ring, but no matter what I would say, or outside of the ring, right. Just 10 minutes. And you know, some horses are already kind of feeling sluggish after the 10 minutes of walking. And that's going to tell you a lot as far as what you can hope to accomplish in that time. And if they still, you know, if you've just got them sort of warmed up and they're feeling good and you feel like you have um, more space to work, then I would step up into a trot and kind of scale it up. I, I try not to jump into any exercise. I don't think it's the most um, beneficial way to condition a horse unless it's in like very specific exercises where you're wanting them to really accelerate fast or, you know, have like very quick adjustments or transitions. But I would be, I tend to, even for a horse who is relatively well conditioned, like try to do more interval type work. There is a real natural inclination to, and I think this is also the way that a lot of lessons work. And there there are reasons you would do that in a lesson, right? You only have a certain amount of time. But um, to kind of start slow and get faster and faster and do the harder stuff at the end and then stop. And I don't like to work that way. I'd rather work in kind of a bell curve. And so at the trot, I might start with just a couple minutes of trot and then walk again, asking for a transition back up and then walk again and do kind of intervals and incorporate maybe just a minute or two of canter after that, depending again on how everything's feeling. And then scale it back down, maybe go back to trot, maybe walk for five, eight minutes. So there is much more variety in the work. And in doing that, even if your horse is relatively out of shape, you could have the same kind of bell curve exercise pattern, but have it be shorter. You could also do the same thing with just walk and trot, and that's relatively low impact. If your horse is getting turned out, they're probably doing things in that same sort of way where they might be walking for a while, do a little bit of trot, go back to walk. So that's not likely to strain them, but that helps you to gauge also their fitness. And you can, there are other tools you can use, like um, some pretty cool meters and trackers where you can. Um, track heart rate, respiratory rate, and you can get as in detail as you want about it. But I never think it's a bad idea to start on the lower impact side of things. And you can always adjust and accommodate and add things. So I would say for your friend, I would (laughs) try that sort of exercise so that you can customize your program to your specific horse. And I don't need to necessarily give you like a cookie cutter pattern, but I think by doing that style of exercise, you're going to get a really good gauge of how well your horse is working based off of um, how hard they're breathing, how much effort they seem like they're putting in, um, you know, are they getting lethargic? You'll be able to pick up those things and adjust accordingly. So it's it's not a it's not a catch all sort of like I wish I could give you something more specific, but just horses are so different in the way that they retain muscle and fitness that um, that's probably the safest way to approach that. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I know I will be referring back to other training tips on yeah. how to ride a horse in the cold with no oh. Also, while I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too soon. Too oh, no, soon. it's uh, it's very um, pumpkin spicy around here right now. Yeah, <laughs> my, my mare was quite fresh coming back from the makeover after her uh, week off. And... Mm-hmm. We actually, I just lunged, um, which just to get kind of a sight of where she was at, because, you know, whether she did something in the pasture while I was gone or anything, you know, I didn't get any calls, but it's kind of a nice place to assess from the ground and to see how she's doing, what's her stamina. uh, And by the way, it wasn't strong. We did not have strong stamina (laughs) coming back in. We got winded quick. Um, But coming back, then I gave her the next day off and then came back and just did like a 30 minute ride to see how she was too. And I felt like it gave me some ideas of where we need to work um, to get that fitness back up. So I like how you said kind of the intervals is a good way and constantly assessing along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never a bad idea to lunge either unless, you know, and you can always, like, I think we tend to not stick them on the lunge line for exercise if they've come back fairly recently from a soft tissue Mm -hmm. injury, but something like, um, a 50 foot circle, you know, a bigger circle, like you can utilize it in so many different ways that, um, it's, it's such a good tool and one where you can feel confident with two feet on the ground. Or even long line too. That's another Mm -hmm. good one where you can kind of build the arena size that you need. If your right. horse long lines comfortably, do what's safest at the end of the yes. day. Counselors, do what yeah, you, this makes is you I've feel mostly, safe. I've just mostly yeah. been looking at mine. <laughs> it's also yeah. been raining. To that's be fair, safe. it's rained ever since I got back. So that's oh, my thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, In the meantime, I can window shop at New Vocations <laughs> because you guys have some excellent horses up for adoption, including our featured horse of the week. So Leandra, tell us about Cover Me Up, which I think is a great name. Considering it is his, a good name. His mother's name is Clothes Fall Off. So I can see mm-hmm. why he got his name, but I was like, oh my God. So yes, please tell us about this. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's my favorite detail about him. <laughs> his damn name is Clothes Fall Off. And that is so fantastic. So Cover Me Up, who we appropriately call Player, is a really lovely 2019 gelding who at this point stands around 16 one hands, and he's definitely going to fill out more. So, you know, 16 one, 16 hands, that range can feel so different, but he is very adjustable, and I feel like he could fit a whole range of different riders comfortably. And he is a really sweet personality he is uh, playful in some ways, but really respects boundaries once they're set, uh, has a really nice way of going. You know, we've put a little bit of work into growing out a little better quality feet, which is a pretty typical issue that we're dealing with. Um, but he is has a really good foundation. So I think it's only a matter of time until we're seeing him really flourish and as he continues to have more training rides he's learning how to use himself better and better and has a really great disposition for all of that so speaking of the makeover one of the things that i feel like i harp on and some of that's from my own experience and doing the competition but just seeing it also for so many years where people's expectations sometimes are that they can get whatever horse and the competition kind of has to 
meld to them. But that's not really the way that things work in reality. What is ideal is finding a horse who has the physical and the mental qualities that will make them better candidates for that type of competition. Because since you can't start training until December 1st, and now it's in October, I feel like it used to be in September. Uh, so you feel you had like an even shorter little amount of time. Mm-hmm. But so say you have like maximum 10 and a half months of training that you can do for this competition. Like that, those are the terms, but those don't change. So you have this relatively short amount of time to get them competing in a, a national competition. So you really need a horse who has the ability to fit within those requirements. You know, there's some horses are going to be lovely with years of training in them, but you need a horse who is ready to kind of get going, hit the ground running, so to speak. And a lot of that is mental. So a horse like player is going to be one who I would highly recommend people look at if they are interested in competing at the makeover next year. And because of his build, I feel like he could go in a lot of different directions uh, and he's going to be capable of competing at a low to mid-level range, which is entirely appropriate for this competition. And then some, Uh, So I think that he just is going to be a really, really nice prospect for somebody. And he's one of the horses I expected to be scooped up immediately. And he's still looking for a home. So you still have a chance. And we right now have this awesome special going on, um, which we've extended a little bit past the actual makeover time. But these are for all the horses who are eligible for 2024. So if you're shopping for your horse for next year, Cover Me Up is eligible and we are giving $500 off the adoption fee to people who are specifically interested in horses for next year's competition. And by the time this is published, it may be just past our stated cutoff of October 22nd. So I wanted to extend for anybody who is listening this $500 off adoption fee discount. If you're getting your makeover prospect for next year, just mention that Leandra said on the retired racehorse radio podcast that you can still get your $500 off. As long as you're still with it adopting within October, I'm happy to give you the ins on that. So definitely take a look at cover me up because he's going to be a really, really nice. He is a nice horse and he's going to continue to develop into a really nice one. And I think he could be really competitive. So definitely take a look. I love it. Yeah. Little, uh, retired resource radio exclusive friends. Yes. I also really like how you phrase that Leandra, that like the makeover, you know, cause sometimes we get some flack for that being like, it's a deadline competition. You know, we don't like those. That's a bad idea. Training doesn't happen on a deadline and like, correct. It doesn't, <laughs> but you know, we also don't say that every single horse is a good fit for the makeover and that's mm-hmm. just the reality of it. And that's okay. Nobody's making so, you compete. That's the right? thing. Yeah. You can withdraw <laughs> at any time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that happened, yeah. you know, we actually at New Vocations, we had a horse that we were, we've never done a team horse before. And now I'm completely blanking on what is time anyway, right? Last year <laughs> or the year before, whatever, one of those years, we had a horse who seemed really promising, but just 
We worked on getting her sound for a really long time. She had feet issues and we can't change that timeline. We cannot, but she also was a little bit higher strung. She had a big personality. Um, She still does. She's extremely successful right now. She's doing well, but she just was not going to do well in the timeframe of the competition. So we just withdrew and that's all there was to it. it. And it's, no hard feelings. It's the way it is, but it's what's best for the horse. So training also very much, if not like more than anything is what is best for the horse. So definitely make sure when you're looking at horses for this competition, because the competition is what it is. We don't get to be mad at it. It just is what it is. So if you want to enter it and do well in it, you know, get a horse who can do it. If you want to enter it and use it as a training step towards the future, do that also a great thing, but you know, you want to be competitive, get a horse like cover me up. Absolutely. Great advice. Great advice. So make sure to get your applications in at horseadoption.com. If you have questions, you can reach out to Leandra. Just go ahead and find her on new vocations website and reach out. Um, but Leandra, it's always a pleasure to have you. We appreciate it. Appreciate all your advice. And it sounds like Chris and I have some conditioning to do for our horses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> uh, until well, next time. Me, guys. Uh, yes, right. See you next time. <laughs> Kristen, it was such a party packed episode. I am trying not to cry that we just graduated our second class of making the makeover. Um, I already miss them. They've been gone for five minutes. I know. I know. It makes me sad, but I am excited to see who comes up next year. We have a couple weeks before we even have to start thinking about those things. We're going to take a quick mental break from that type of planning. We'll still have some cool episodes to come. Don't you worry. We have lots of content planned for the remainder of the year, but uh, makeover things are going to take a little, little break for us. But before we jump into the close, we got such a sweet message on Instagram and I just I had to share it because it's it's what we love most about listeners and knowing that you're loving this show. So we got a message from Virginia Grace Lindsay and she said, "Hi Kristen and Joy. I met both of you briefly at the RRP makeover last week and wanted to take one more chance to fangirl, especially cuz I didn't make it to the barrels and brews. Y'all show is so phenomenal and you have done a great job presenting the makeover." I volunteered and went to the show solely because of your show and had a great time. I also made my non-horse parents tag along and the finale was a great intro to all the different horse disciplines. We all agreed that the polo was the most entertaining and fun to watch. I'm an adult amateur with aspirations to own an off-the-track horse one day. Your show has almost convinced me to get a standard bread first. I love how you guys emphasize understanding of the horse's background in order to help them become successful in their second careers. I am four episodes away from listening to every episode and it will be the only podcast I can say that for. And I cried. <laughs> I cried when I saw it. Oh, I love um, that is. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, it was so sweet. Not what I expected to see, but I woke up this morning and it's honestly what I hope this show would bring. Not not just about the makeover, but just that people felt empowered to get off the track horses, whether it's a thoroughbred or a standard bred, they felt like there was that community to support them, that the information was there, that they could figure out all the quirks and be prepared for it. Um, And so I just, I really want to thank Virginia for sharing that message and thanks to all the listeners who showed up at the makeover and to all of you who send very kind, warming messages to us and ideas 
um, guest ideas. It's it's so appreciated. So I couldn't think of a better way to end this episode besides that. Before I get really emotional, shall we jump into the close? And we should. This episode has me super in my feels and I love it. <laughs> that said, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at horseradionetwork.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. You can find me on Instagram at The Horseback Writer and on Twitter at Kristen Kovach. My email is kbentley at the rrp.org. You can find me on Instagram at misfitmare and my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company, and to our partners, New Vocations Adoption Program and the Retired Racehorse Project. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And always add more leg. Bye, guys. Bye.